Congratulations, Finkley, for your win as the South Carolina Black Pages 20 under 40. I just want to say I love you and I appreciate everything you do. Our authors today tell us that if you want to attend college, you can attend college. Jawan Smith. Jarrett Walford. So those are things that I want to incorporate in my business that people can look at and be proud of. All coming up next on The Michael Finkley Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Michael Finkley Show. I'm Michael Finkley. Today is Friday, October 9th, 2020. Y'all, end of the week. Mm-mm-mm. End of the week. I was talking to a colleague right earlier, and she was telling me, Michael, don't stay in the house. Go do something. Enjoy your new environment. Go do it. And I'm going to do that. I told myself Saturday I'm going to get lost and just you know, roam around and see what's out there. I'm excited. So, oh, I have plans. I'm excited. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel on The Michael Finkley Show and ring that bell for notification. And we'll see you an email saying, hey, new content is uploaded. Thank you so much to our viewers, our subscribers, our future viewers, our future subscribers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are The Michael Finkley Show. We are here to inform, educate, and inspire you, you, and also you in the back there. <laughs> thank you so much for watching. Watching. Again, we're bringing you shows that you want to hear and that you need to hear as well. On today's show, more college talk. Uh, 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 uh. Our authors today have college books available for you, all right? These are college-inspired books, all right? I'm telling you, it is another show that you don't want to miss. We have Jawan Smith and Jared Walford with us. They're telling about their stories. It gets real and 3D. Don't you go away. We'll be right back. Coming up next, we chat with Jawan Smith and Jared Walford. We'll be right back. On the next Michael Finkley, Monday, we chat with Nate Evans Jr. about his work as an advocate, an author, and much more. Don't you dare miss the next Michael Finkley. show now y'all know that i love to advocate for college right and so when i came across these two persons that are authors and their books are about college i said to myself i said self i gotta have these persons on and so i'm gonna allow them to introduce themselves to you so we're gonna start with miss smith miss smith could just state your name and the name of your book as well well i'm Joanne smith and the name of my book is zakari goes to college. All right. And then my name is uh, Jared Walford, and the name of my book is Brownstone U, Class is Now in Session. I love it. Thank you so much for being on today and just discussing this aspect of literacy and also higher education in your own productive rights. So, um, Juwan, can you tell us, you know, what college did you attend? Where did you major in? When did you graduate? So I went to, for undergrad, I did Brian and Strand for Business Administration and then Cleveland State for Communications. So I just finished up my communications degree and I actually just decided today I'm going back for the law. So I think I'm going to law school. So they got to get ready. Oh, my <laughs> word. I love that. I did law school for like a year. 
it, it literally, you have to have that, that passion for it. That's why I'm in education. I love it. Cool beans. <laughs> Jerry, what about you? <laughs> so I graduated from the South Carolina State University in Orangeburg, South Carolina. Um, I am an English major and I graduated in 2007. Why did I know that you were an English major? Yeah. Oh, I'm finally using, utilizing my degree. So after oh. all these years. <laughs> that's so awesome. I was an English major as well. Oh, wow. That's so great. So, Jared, what, wh why did you decide to write your book? It's, it's great. Why did you decide to write your book? Well, so it's funny. Um, with my book, I'd always joked in college about, I, I joked with my friends like saying our lives and escapades could be a TV show. So mm -hmm. I knew I always wanted to be a writer. And at this time, I was like, you know what, let me just I was like, what am I going to write about? What am I going to write about? And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to write about the Black college experience. That's what I know. I've matriculated through it. So that's what I know the best. Yeah. So for, that's kind of where Brownstone kind of came to play. It was originally a online drama series that was originally called Barrington U. So I did that for a couple of years. Then I stopped, started back up. Then I stopped. Then finally, uh, through divine intervention and just, you know, the universe, I was able to meet my publisher and I already had the material uh, thus, Brownstone U was born. So um, I really felt like it gave us tell a, tell a story from a black college point of view from black students at a black school. Yeah, it's gotcha. really I feel like that's something that we haven't seen since a different world. And mm -hmm. so now it's really kind of some of my inspiration. I'll get into that a little bit later, but that's kind of where uh, Brownstone came about. Okay, wow. And let's go into your inspirations okay. in that. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So with Brownstone, um, honestly, I took my journal actually as inspiration. I had uh, been journaling since I was 16 years old and I'm 35 now, so okay. uh, for quite some time. So I went back uh, to that place, like the book, um, it's, a it's the first book of the series and they start off as sophomores. So I went through my journal during that time of my sophomore year, kind of know where was my mind at 19? Wow. What was, me? What was my thought process? Where was I at? So I took pieces of my journal and took this experience from myself, my friends, shows, stuff like that, and kind of culminated mm -hmm. these six characters. And I want to talk about it from a very realistic, raw, and uncut point of view. Mm -hmm. um, as, although a different world was my inspiration, this is very much a very adult theme, right. different world. Um, I'm going to give you the nitty gritty. And that's kind of where the inspiration from Brownstone came in, because I felt like I am a huge advocate for HBCUs. And I felt like this was going to be something very positive. And just tell a story from a different point of view, a very entertaining aspect, and hopefully inspire uh, somebody who either wants to go to an HBCU or somebody who's gone, like you or myself, who, who have attended a Black colleges, kind of relive our stories and kind of relive with, like, just going down memory lane in a sense. Right, and I want to change the thing. <laughs> Joan, where did this concept come from and what kind of inspired you to write this awesome book? So I never thought that I would write a book. So that was definitely not on my radar as it was for you. But my son, who is at a West at a HBCU, he goes to West Virginia State, right. we um, went on a lot of college visits. And this one time I ended up having to take my grandson and he's a little baby and I was just like I thought it was going to be the worst experience and it turned out to be the most eye-opening experience for me he has so much fun watching the band and looking at all the people and going all around the campus and in the science lab trying to tear up everything but for him it was like a, a, a great experience so I was like wow 
after I saw how much fun he had, I started to write it down. I was like, we really should show this to the smaller babies because with my organization, I'm always working with the kids middle school and up, but why not take the babies to college? So Zakari is my grandson and the book is about him going on a college visit with myself and my son and all of the things that he experienced. So usually when I say that, people are like, oh my goodness, you got a grandson? Yes. I was about to ask that question. <laughs> yes, I have a grandson. And he just had so much fun on this um, visit. And in the book, we talk about emotions. So I know brown boys don't like to feel, show emotion or they feel like they can't. So in the book, Zakari gets to see that, oh my goodness, Uncle Trey is gonna stay here. He's not coming home with me. So he gets sad in the book. And then we're showing the non-traditional family. So most of the households are not you know, the traditional family of what people would expect. Yeah. So on this yeah. trip, you have a grandmother, a son, and a grandson. So this will open the eyes of all children. So even if I don't live with my mom and dad, I can still go on a college visit. I love it. I, I love it. And I love the way that you all bring experiences. These are not fictional things, right? You're bringing your experiences to your selections, which makes it that much more three-dimensional. Right. And so, Jared, talk about the writing process, though. You say that you you went back and you went to your journals and was it really very hard to put it all together? Um, You know what? It was kind of pretty easy. I, I really um, I think the hardest part was making sure that these characters were realistic. So with mm -hmm. Brownstone, it is based off of six students um, at Brownstone University. So I took pieces of myself and implanted in all six of the characters into parts of other people that I knew, friends, enemies, frenemies, associates, and blended them all together to make it a realistic experience. So for me, the writing experience was very, one, therapeutic, two, um, very, very nostalgic also too. So when the way I write is I have to feel what the character is feeling. So mm -hmm. if I'm writing a scene where they're at the plaza, I'm gonna got my get corrupt music, I got my little John, I got my Jeezy. I, I wanna be in the zone. Like I'm at the party and I'm getting it in. Come through. Right. It's the scene where it's like, there's intense. I need to make sure I'm in that mindset. I gotta think about what makes me upset. Um, if it's a love scene, I'm gonna play that slow jam, the Joe to see, the Marvin Gaye. I need to be in that mindset because at, for me as a reader, when I read books, I want to I want you to take me to the scene. Mm -hmm. So as the writer, if I don't feel it, then my readers aren't going to feel it either. Yeah. So that was the one thing I, I really wanted to show and highlight in the book was regardless of whether you went to school, didn't go to school, you either know one of the six characters, you mm -hmm. are one of the six characters, or have experienced something that one of the six characters has experienced or know somebody who has experienced it to make it holistic and relatable. Mm -hmm. um, as well. And then also to give them that touch of just HBCU life, because I mean, the book is based out of, they're based out of Orangeburg, South Carolina, which obviously I was paying homage to my HBCU. Of and course. just to bring awareness, because in Orangeburg, it's just South Carolina State and Claflin. And I wanted a, a small town to get a little shine here as well. <laughs> and I wanted to bring pieces of, so there are pieces of South Carolina State um, in the book. Um, and that's what kind of makes it, ties it all together. Gotcha. Gotcha. And Joan, how was that process for you? How long did it take you? Was it an easy write? 
Um, it was somewhat easy because of my business. I have an organization we work with families helping them get prepared for the college prep process. Mm -hmm. So in this book, we go piece by piece through the process. We're talking about him sitting in a financial aid office and looking at scholarship documents and what um, my son's major is. He's going to school for environmental science. So that's why we ended up in the lab and he played basketball. So it was all everything that happened in my daily life that I use on a daily basis. So it was kind of easy to put it together. It was just making it so that people could kind of connect to it. If you've never been on a college visit and you read this, like, why does this make sense to you? So taking my personal experience and kind of breaking it down so that the, a person that has never been on a college campus can read it and say, oh, okay, well, that's what I look for. Or that's what I need to experience, or this is what it should look like. So that part was kind of more of the pool, but the this writing part was pretty easy. Gotcha. And I'm so glad you all say these things about the process because um, as connections come, networking opportunities come, persons, especially little persons, they don't see writers that look like us, right? And so I feel that that's an encouragement for them to continue on and pursue what they need to pursue if they are looking to become authors. And so, um, Juwan, speak upon, after the product was done, you have this book now, you have your business, how was the promoting and the marketing and the advertising, how was all that for you? Was it really easy or was it like, oh my gosh, I am overwhelmed? Well, locally, um, I, I kind of have built the name for myself. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. the parent that's helping other parents get their kids to college here in Cleveland. So gotcha. a lot of parents, they know who I am. The school superintendents know who I am. So most of the people were like, all right, let us know how we ordered the book. It's been pretty easy here. I'm trying to branch out. You know, it's kind of the challenge because my brand is here. So right. being able to build my brand and get it outside of Ohio is kind of where my challenge is now. But locally, it's been doing fine. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, we are going to talk. What about you, Jared? So mine's a little bit different. So I absolutely had no clue about how all this works. So um, luckily for me, I have an amazing uh, publisher, uh, William Lee with Lee's Press. He is a Black-owned independent uh, publishing company. So I was able to connect with him at a networking event for my other business. Um, and I found out he had a a um, publishing company. So that actually, he's been really instrumental in helping me. For me, the promotion part of it has been social media and building that brand. Yeah. Uh, I've been very fortunate to where I do have a lot of friends who um, who have gone to black colleges and I have a good network of people who've been, who have bought the book. Um, so the challenge has been getting out there beyond the Amazon, getting into the bookstores. And right. with COVID, that has presented its own challenges because I've had everything that I had planned when the book, my book came out in June, on June 23rd. Mm -hmm. And I had all these things planned about going on a college, college book tour and all this stuff, but then world stop. Yeah. So and I'm pretty sure Juwan probably facing the same challenges with pandemic as authors that we're in a whole new world of how do you promote yourself when you can't necessarily be physical with your fan base. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that has been kind of a challenge. It's been a fun challenge to navigate. And I think we, we just take it day by day as authors and entertainers and creative minds, because we have to think outside the box of what was traditionally given to us. Yeah, definitely. And I, I love the way you say, you know, new challenges. It, it could be exciting, right? It allows us to think outside the box and, and hopefully 
reaching a larger audience for us to reach. So when we come back, we're going to talk about being a Black Arthur in these times. Coming up, more with Jawan and Jared. We'll be right back. The Finkley Experience is an educational consulting firm that specializes in first-generation education. We assist parents and their students with the college process. We train school administrators, and we also partner with colleges and universities to assist with their first-generation population. To learn more about our consulting firm and to purchase our book and workbook, please visit our website at thefinkleyexperience.com. Welcome back to the Michael Finkley Show. We are still chatting with Jared and Jawan here with us, and they're talking about their incredible books, all stem from education, going to college, higher education. And so, um, Jared, as a Black Arthur in these day and times, do you see that there is some type of struggle or challenge there? Um, Not necessarily. I think actually the opposite. I feel like this is our time to flourish. Mm-hmm. In the times that we're in, you know, this is a very culturally and racially intense time. Black colleges, I was just actually talking to my publisher uh, before I got on, and I was telling him that actually HBCUs have, are starting to see an uptick with, mm-hmm. for, through these, you know, downtrodden and just challenging times that are facing in the world. Uh, black colleges are, are getting their just due, and not just the major Howard, FAMU, A&T, you know what I'm saying? The smaller schools are also getting their just due. Um, I think now is the time to be Black and proud in a creative mindset. Uh, for me, it's actually helped me stand out. And I think as people are yearning for that as a culture, we want something, who tells our story? Yeah. Who's walked in my shoes to tell my story? Yeah. And I think for me, it has been, the challenge is just being, being an author. Mm. That's just a, the fun challenge because this is something new. Every day I learned something different about the writing world, what's like to be an author, uh, but being a black author, um, I think this has been more of a gift versus a challenge at this mm-hmm. stage of the game. Gotcha. Okay. What are your thoughts, Jamon? I totally agree. Um, I think right now being a black author has opened more doors than it would have um, before this is my first book so this is really my first experience with it but with everything that's going on with all with high tension and everything with racial issues a lot of organizations and schools are more open and are interested in having more black authors more black books with black characters so now it's kind of like the perfect time to be a black author Mm -hmm. gotcha and since both of your your books focused on that next step after high school, I must ask this question. And either you, um, one of you can answer, both of you can answer. I'd love to hear your input. But does a higher education still matter? Um, definitely. I think so. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I think, now granted, yes, it's college for everybody. No, it's not. And you need, we need the mechanics, we need the plumbers, we need the people who are hands-on. And they are just yeah. equally important, if not more um important but I do think with college I know for me you know I grew up in a family of educators mm-hmm. so I, when I growing up all I knew was I thought it was normal that you go to high school go to college get your master's blah 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 keep it going uh, I realized that's not everybody's walk of life and that's fine you yeah. know and that's perfectly you know perfectly fine I feel like with higher education it opens up a door especially with HBCUs 
I think as young black children matriculate and grow up, um, it, the black college experience gives you a safe space. I had four years to be with like-minded and different individuals who look like me. Although we're vastly different from different regions, culture, dialects, economical, socioeconomic backgrounds, I got to be in a safe space of like-minded people and I didn't have to be the minority. I got to walk in, it's something, there's, I guess my, I think about my first year as a freshman at Winston-Salem State, walking to my English 1301 class and I had a black professor. It was like 25, 30 uh, freshmen and they all look like me. Yeah. I will forever, we're talking about this is really almost like really almost 15 plus years later, that feeling still resonates with me today because mm -hmm. you cannot duplicate that experience. So higher education is definitely a must, mm -hmm. but that black college experience is the added, like just a little cherry on top, a little extra sprinkle. That's going to give you an experience that you can't be unmatched. So. Yeah, yeah. Dewana, you just aching over there. What you got to say? I agree. I mean, I didn't go to HBCU, but my son is at one right now. So I, I, I was so glad that they were able to go on campus because I wanted him to not only get away from home and start to become a man because he's a freshman. So this is his first time away. But I really think he needed that experience to be in that environment. Um, as you said, I think I heard you say Winston-Salem State. That's actually where we was at when I wrote this book. We did really? Winston-Salem State is the campus that I took my grandson to. <laughs> wow, great that's school. amazing. Great, great school. That was, I went there my freshman year. So it's I got some definitely some memories that I got to incorporate in the book as well. So they are great school. <laughs> yeah, he had a ball. They brought the band out. And I mean, mm -hmm. it was an experience. And from that point on, my son was straight. I got to go to an HBCU. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> I gotcha. And um, Juwan, with along with your business, talk about that because I feel that goes within your book as well. Um, how do you assist parents and their families to go to college? What does that look like okay. for you? Okay, so with my, my organization is called Getting Our Babies to College 101. And I came up with this program because as a parent, I didn't really feel like there were a lot of resources that were available to me as a parent to help my daughter when she was getting ready for school. She wasn't the highest academic. She wasn't, you know, the one that the scholarships were looking for, but she knew she wanted to go to school. So as a parent, you kind of feel like, you know, I have to be able to fill this void because this is what my child wants. So it put me into full worker bee mode. And I got to, you know, understanding how the process works, how to find scholarships. So that's what I teach parents. I teach them how to get prepared starting in middle school, going into high school, understanding the academics and the requirements and knowing how to read your transcripts and knowing how to prepare financially and understanding how to make the best decision for your child. Because four years not for everybody, two years not for everybody. It might be trade, it might be military, it mm -hmm. might be HBCU, it might be a PWI, it might be any setup, but you have to understand your child and put them in the best position to be successful. All of our children are not gonna be scientists. My son wants to be a scientist. That's not for everybody. So my plan is not the same plan as what your plan or your plan might be. Right. So right. my goal is to empower parents with the skills and the, the tools to be able to make the best decision for their child and for their household financially. So I teach them how to properly do college visits, how to find scholarship dollars, how to make the most out of their high school career so that they're in the best position when it comes to scholarships and college admissions. So that's what I teach parents. 
I love it. And that's what a book does. And it, it allows for us to expand. Jerry, do you see your brand expanding because of this brand new book yeah. that you've written? I have because I'm like, um, I actually have my own business as well, uh, Pride and Paddles. I've kind of connected with Pride and Paddles. I actually do, um, it's black owned, I do uh, different paddle designs for collegiate, fraternity, sorority, and I also do my own kind of custom shirts that really highlights black culture. And I think that's where Pride and Paddles and Brownstone, you come hand in hand because ultimately at the end of the day, I want to celebrate us as mm -hmm. a people, as a culture, as a race. I think we're just awesome that's, at the end of the day. We, we just got we just got going on um so i think that's where it kind of goes hand in hand for me is tying the two where if it's like hey that person's going to hbcu okay i can do you do your shirt do you something give you that give you that sense of pride at the end of the day that's where the pride part comes into of sense of self because i'm proud being a black man i'm proud being a black man who is hbcu educated i'm proud being a black man who's not also hbcu educated also a business owner and an author so those are things that I want to incorporate in my business that people can look at and be proud of. Same thing with Brownstone. It's almost like I want people to read it and have a sense of, you know what, that was cool. Or just give you a sense of escapism. For there is a, we have a, there's a lot of drama and turmoil in the outside, in the real world that we're dealing with. If you can take two hours to read the book, you've escaped from whatever mess you got going on. You lost somebody else's drama. You know, nothing like a good TV show. And, and I think the way I wrote it, I wrote it like a script. So it reads like a TV show. Um, and I think that's kind of the, the cool part about Brownstone and with Pride and Paddles, bringing that sense of pride and Black culture, I can tie both worlds together, uh, which has been great thus far. I love it. I love it. We're tying everything together. Great, great. So why is it important for us to express ourselves via pen, either one of you or both? I think it's important because everybody don't they they think they understand our, our view but only we can express our view mm -hmm. so being able to put it on paper and let people see people say all the time oh I understand or I understand but you can't understand unless you dive a little bit deeper so for me being able to let little brown baby see themselves in this book and see that there's possibilities and opportunities. For me, that was important because when I was younger, I grew up on a street called Huff. And I don't know if you know anything about Cleveland, but Huff is like one of the worst streets. We had the Huff riots. Like it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a thing here. It's in the history books, the Huff riots were. So where I grew up at, we didn't see people going off to college. That wasn't the thing. The thing was surviving. So with our children living in that world where they have to just basically survive, I wanted them to be able to see possibilities and see somebody that looks like them actually pursuing those possibilities. Yeah. So expressing myself in PN was, was allowing me as a mom to be able to put my heart on paper. Oh, I love this. Jared? Uh, so for me, uh, I guess, because I started, like I said, I started doing uh, journal writing when I was at 16, right, right before my junior year of high school. So for me, it was just a way to, it was therapy for me you know growing up the awkward black nerds in a small town I felt like I was although I had friends and I was you know well well received I still felt like I was misunderstood and alone so writing in a journal allowed me to express what I thought I couldn't say out loud I could say in a safe space in pen and paper and I think as an author I'm able to even now if if I'm feeling a certain type of way my characters can feel it for me and the beauty of writing is you can tell somebody else's story who may be afraid to speak for themselves. You know, somebody can read either one of our books and be like, oh, wow, like, thank you. 
Because I think a lot of times too, we as individuals, we feel like we're the only ones going through the situation. And I think uh, that's where we as authors and creative minds come in, come into play. It's like, you know what? If you're afraid to tell, I understand, but let me tell it for you. Let yeah. me say what you're afraid to say. So I think when people get lost in either one of our books, you, we have told a narrative and spoken somebody's story. Yeah. And I think that's the importance of writing. Um, I think the power of the pen is great. It's nothing like getting on a pen and paper or getting on that laptop and then you get lost for hours on end. And you're like, whoa, I just, and you read back, it's like, oh, whoa, did I just say that? Like, oh, did I just say that? but it's great though. At the end of the day, it's cool. But then even when you have a slight sensation of, should I print this? I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to go ahead and go for it because there's somebody out there who has gone through the situation, felt this way, who is dying to feel like, you know what? I'm not the one to die. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we say about our gifts as well. Um, I always say that it's your time. So go ahead and live it out because if you keep it to yourself you're being selfish because someone's waiting on you right someone needs to hear that encouragement that positivity and i love to end my sessions this way as well so juan what what advice would you give to someone that is looking to write a book and or attend college for college i'm i'm all for it we understand everybody is not meant for traditional mm -hmm. college but if this is something you want to pursue, you have to go for it. I mean, I'm doing it again. Didn't think I was going to go back, but I'm doing it again. So I, I would tell people just go for it. If it's in your heart and it's something you really want to do, pursue it. When it comes to books, if you have a story to tell, like he said, it's somebody else's experience in that same thing. They just haven't had the courage to talk about it or write it down. So go for it. Do it. Don't look back. Trust your, trust your heart. I love it. I love it. Trust the heart. Jared? Um, yeah, she kind of said it best. Yeah, I think for anybody who is looking to be a writer, best advice I can give you is you got to just be, one, be patient, uh, two, trust God or whatever higher being you pray to. Um, and also, two, just realize everything happens for a reason and timing is everything. Um, I didn't set out to, I didn't think Brownstone was going to be Brownstone. I came to, I'm a publisher at an event for Pride and Paddles for my other business. Mm -hmm. And ended up the belly now I have a book. So the universe has a way. Um, so if you're a writer, tell your story. Regardless of what you may think that if, uh, people don't want to listen, there is somebody, there's an audience for everything. Everything. Everything yeah. there's an audience for it. And in reference to college, you know, I say definitely pursue it. Regardless if you go the PWI, the technical school, the HBCU route or trade school, whatever route you go to better yourself in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Knowledge is the key to freedom. I love it. I love it. Oh, this is so great. I couldn't say it better myself. Y'all just summed it up so well. Jared, how can they find you on social media and where can they purchase your book? Okay, so you can find me. I am on Facebook. I am on uh, Instagram as well at just the number one Jared. So that's J-U-S-T, the number one, J-A-R-R-E-T-T. And you can find my lovely book, uh, uh, Brownstone U, Class Now in Session on Amazon. It is available in paperback and on Kindle. And uh, if you go to my Instagram, I do have a link uh, that will take you directly to the Amazon page as well. So follow me. If, for those who have read it, definitely I'd love to hear your feedback, send me a message. I love to interact with my fans. I love it. He has fans, so I want to be like that. <laughs> Jawan, what about you? Where, how can they find you on social media and where can they purchase your book? 
Well, social media, everything is Zakari Goes to College. Instagram, Zakari Goes to College. There's a Facebook page for Zakari Goes to College. Um, they can purchase the book on Amazon or on my website. It's jawansmith.com, J-O-W-A-N-Smith.com. They can order the book there. If they order from there, they can get an autograph copy. Get it from Amazon, you won't get no autograph. You can get the book, but it won't have an autograph. So you get it off my website, you can get an autograph copy. That's jawansmith.com. I love it. Y'all heard that. Get that copy. You want that? <laughs> Come be famous, y'all. I'm telling you. Say that stuff. But thank you so much for being on and sharing your stories and your experiences, your writing process, and your book, and your love for education. Thank you so much for being on and telling your stories. Thank you. On the next Michael Finkley, Wednesday, we have Sir Diamond Jones with us as we talk about his transition from female to male. It's a show you don't want to miss on the next Michael Finkley. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Michael Finkley Show. What did you learn? What did you learn? Let's have a conversation down in the chat box below. Thank you, Jawan, and thank you, Jared, for being on today and telling your stories about your books, about your college influence books as well. Thank you so much. I hope someone out there take heed to what they were saying and all the good stuff that's out there. And I'll, I'm so glad we talked about this because, again, you all know that I'm a big advocate for college for those who want to pursue it. And there are so many colleges in the in the U.S. in the world out there. There's a college just for you a college just for you you have to just sit down and find your college fit there's one out there for you again thank you so much guys for being on and really appreciate you buy their books go buy their books their information is in the description below go buy their books all right you won't be disappointed i'm telling you you won't be disappointed on the next michael finkley we have advocates we have arthur we have speaker nate evans jr with us nate evans jr and he is talking about his life where he's been and where he's going. We always have to have a vision for ourselves. That that's on Monday's show. Please don't miss. If you have not, please, please, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Michael Finkley Show, and ring that bell for notification. And we'll see an email saying new content is uploaded. Thank you, thank you, thank you again for watching. If you love to be a guest on The Michael Finkley Show, please email us at michaelatthefinkleyexperience.com. Y'all, it's Friday. Have a good weekend, and guess what? We'll see you Monday. Have a good one.